Hello, everybody. My name is Bill Keever, and I want to welcome you to our podcast, Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. I believe the Bible is a book that God gave to us that's full of insights, wisdom, promises, and many other things that help us live daily life. So join me for the next few minutes as we look into the Word of God to find that practical wisdom we need today. Should the enemy try to condemn our fight, his righteousness well, praise God. Welcome again to Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. My name is Bill Kiefer, and I am so pleased that you joined us today. Uh, once again, I have to apologize for being a little lax in getting these things up. Uh, we were traveling, and uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, had her fourth child, so we now have 18 grandchildren, one great-grand and one on the way. So there were just a lot of things that came up, and I simply didn't have the time to get back to this. But... We're home for the next two months, and so hopefully we'll be able to do better. I do want to mention something that I think uh, is important that I would like you to consider, at least, and that is praying for us during the months of August, September, and October. Uh, Starting on August 8th, we will be leaving for our trip to Kenya. Now, we used to go every year for a very long time, uh, at least from 2012 on until 2019, And then the pandemic happened and a lot of other things happened. And so this is the first year that we feel that we're free and led by God to go back to Kenya. We'll be there for about two months, maybe just a little bit more than that. So we covet your prayers. If you listen to this broadcast, I would ask that you pray for us during that time. And uh, if you'd like to help with that trip, it's an expensive trip, costs a lot of money. Uh, Thank God, God provides, but uh, he uses people to provide. So if you'd like to help with that, you can send us a message at uh, livingwordint, livingword, I-N-T, green, G-R-E-E-N-E, at gmail.com. And if you wanted to do something to help us with that trip, we can let you know how to do that. Uh, Today, I want to get into something that's a little bit different. We have been talking about this idea of Uh, winning every day. And what does it mean to win every day? Now, there have been a number of things we talked about, one that we haven't talked about on the podcast, but we have talked about on the blog, and you can find that at wjkiefer.wordpress.com. And you'll find the the blog posts there, past posts, recent posts, all the posts that have ever been since 2009. But at any rate, uh, we were talking about dealing with change and how can we uh, cooperate with the changes that God brings into our lives. And I was going to go over that, but I feel like I want to just pick it up from where I am right now, and that is uh, today to talk about what it means to win every day. We're about halfway through 2023, a little bit shy of that, but we're entering the month of June, and that's the halfway month. And so I wanted to just kind of review a little bit of what I mean by that, because so many people can get the wrong idea that every Christian is supposed to just be on top of the world all the time, have everything they want, everything is supposed to go the way they want it to go, and if it doesn't go the way they want it to go, somehow they're lacking. Listen, we live by faith and not by sight. And I will say to you that sometimes we are just not doing what we need to do in order to have the victories. But 
even in those times, what God has been dealing with me about is this idea of getting to the end of the day and even starting the day. And by the end of that day, and I want to focus there particularly, we win. How do we win? We win by continuing to believe that the word of God is true. We win by giving God praise and thanksgiving for what he has done, not focusing on what he has not done. I'm not going to lie to you. This is not an easy concept for me. The way this all works is God deals with me and I deal with you. And so God has had to talk to me about this because sometimes, just like you, I can get overwhelmed. I can get down on what uh, things that I see around me and, and things that have not worked out the way I thought they should. And so God began to deal with me. You can't win that way. You've got to win every day. And by winning every day, that means we believe God every day. We get to the end and just thank him for who he is. Thank him that he's with us winning Every day means that we end up on top. But I want to talk to you about something that's more history than it is Bible, although we will read a verse, Romans 8, uh, beginning of verse 31 through uh, 37. Uh, it says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Anybody want that on your list of uh, things to have before you go home to be with the Lord? I don't think so, but they will come or things like that will come. As it is written, verse 36 says, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But this is the verse that I really want to get to. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And this is Paul's statement of winning every day. Now, we've gone over this verse in detail, and I encourage you to go back and look at each element of that verse because it tells us really how to win every day. But Paul, looking at these circumstances and reading this list of stuff, he doesn't say we win or he's more than a conqueror when all these things go away. He says in in these things, we are more than a conqueror. Oh, hallelujah. What does that mean? It means that he has the victory even in the midst of the trial. He knows God is with him even in the midst of the trial. And that's really what I'm talking about. That's what I feel like God wants us to grab hold of. And we talked uh, some a couple of years ago about being more than conquerors, and that's important. But then this is where God is bringing it down into the everyday personal. And he says, listen, to me, he said, and I'm saying to you, you need to win every day. How do you do that? Just the way Paul did. He said, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. What are we facing today? I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Because I know, we find out later, that God, that nothing, none of these things can separate me from the love of God. So in the midst of it all, I win today by knowing that God loves me no matter what's going on around me. Oh, somebody give God praise today. And so, 
we, we talk about this from that perspective, not that, uh, you know, I got to the end of the day and, and some bad things had happened today, I must have lost today. Not necessarily. You can determine at the end of the day whether you win or lose, and you determine it by giving God praise, by giving him, giving him glory, by honoring him, by trusting him, by believing his promise is still true, by being more than a conqueror or conquering in the midst of even pressure and trial. And so uh, we want to talk more about that as we get into some other things over the next few weeks. But I, I got thinking about this. I was actually writing not this, but this was supposed to be the introduction. And uh, I, I like I like history. I like to study World War II. There's a particular uh, mini-series that was out many years ago, and I won't name it because some may like it, may not, but whatever. It's a really good depiction of what soldiers in that war went through, and one of the depictions is of something called the Battle of the Bulge. Now, winning battles requires winning every day. A battle means we fight for a period of time against an adversary. Can I just tell you that Peter tells us we have an adversary and he tells us his name is the devil and that we have to be sober and vigilant every day because this adversary is actively engaged against us. And so uh, a battle is won by fighting an adversary over a period of time. Now, there are battles and there are wars. Battles are are fights that are in a given period of time. You know, our lives are made up of battles and victories. Now, listen, I don't mean to portray it's all terrible, but but we know that bad things happen. We go through stuff. And so battles are the, the short-term fights that we go through. Uh, wars, uh, it, that's the ultimate victory. And can I just tell you, there's an ultimate victory coming. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. We are we are going to be with him for eternity. And there is a short-term victory coming. I want you to know, no matter how bad it is out there today, Jesus is not dead. God is not dead. God is not up there wondering what he's going to do about this mess that we're in. He knows exactly what he's going to do. And there is an ultimate victory coming. It's coming for the world uh, in terms of the end days and, and God taking control of it all and, and putting it into the perspective that he wants it for eternity. And then there is the shorter term war that's going to be won uh, in terms of what's going on in our world today. God is still going to have his way. Somebody say amen. God is still going to have his way. He's still going to do what he wants to do. There is nothing. There is no power that can defeat him. And so what we see today are temporary things that we have to work through. There is a, an end coming to this war, and there may be more wars as well, be, between now and when Jesus comes, but there's an end coming to the one we're fighting now, and there's an end coming to the war you're fighting. Maybe it's a war over depression. Maybe it's a war financially. Maybe it's a war in your family. Maybe it's a war in ministry. If you're out there today and you're listening to me and you're called to ministry, you're actively involved in ministering to people, ministering the gospel, well, there's a war uh, that you're fighting today over those things. Pick any any kind of thing that can happen to a human being, health. There are warfares where health is concerned. Uh, we're, we're fighting one with a friend of ours right now. It's not things just, it's a very strange situation that she's in, but we're fighting the war and there's an end coming to that war. But before the end of the war, you've got to fight the battle. Now the battle, any battle in, in warfare, it can last hours. It can last days. 
Sometimes it lasts months, uh, weeks and months. And so we don't know how long the battle will, will go on, but what we do know, what God tells us, we're more than conquerors. We are assured victory in the end if we don't quit. Now, here's where I want to bring in this idea of winning every day. One of the battles that was fought in World War II was something called the Battle of the Bulge. It was toward the end of the war. At that point in time, uh, it was in December, and a lot of people felt that World War II would be over by December of 1944. By Christmas, everybody would be home and it would all be over. But that was not the case. And uh, the German army, under the direction of Adolf Hitler, decided they were going to put one more push on. They were going to press through the, the American and Allied lines, trying to take a particular port. And if they took that port, they believed that they could force the Allies into a negotiated surrender because they just wouldn't want to lose any more men. So they unleashed this this powerful attack, and it was successful to begin with. The Battle of the Bulge took uh, five weeks. So in this five weeks, there was fighting all across the Allied lines, in particularly in Belgium, and there was a bulge, the, a push uh, that, that was created by the German advance. So the Allied lines bulged backwards, and uh, in that period of time, there was real chance that Germany could get their objectives and maybe indeed force a negotiated surrender, although I don't really think it would have gone that way, but there was a tremendous battle being fought. One of the elements, one of the places where that battle was very, very, uh, it was raging, it was an important place, it was a, a town called Bastogne, and uh, it's in Belgium, you can look it up, I've been there, and in that town, I think it's seven roads converge on that town. One of the things the Germans needed was roadways for their armor. If they couldn't keep going through, because the area was forested and it was very difficult, but if they could take the roads, they could move very quickly. But in order to gain control of the roads, guess what? They needed to gain control of Bastogne. And so troops were moved into that town. Allied troops were moved into that town, particularly Americans. And uh, there were a number of units, but one major one was the, the 101st Airborne was moved into that place. And they were literally completely surrounded from the time they got there. Uh, they did not have the kind of clothing they needed. It was a very cold winter, and they weren't weren't issued winter clothing. It was too quick. They didn't get time, and so they had to go with their, their summer and fall clothing. They had light jackets. They didn't really have enough gloves. They didn't have the right kind of shoes and boots, and so they were very, very miserable in this situation. It wasn't like they stayed in a hotel. They dug trenches. They dug potholes around the perimeter, and they waited in those potholes for for what may happen next. They did not have food. They did not have enough ammunition. This was a bad time. This was a difficult battle to be fought in this war called World War II, and it was a focused battle that had to be fought in order for them to win the Battle of the Bulge and begin to move again forward into Germany to end this thing, to end the slaughter. And so here these troops were, 
in this situation for, uh, I think it was three days, the weather made it impossible for them to be resupplied. Even after that, the supplies that got there, all of them didn't get to where they needed to get. It was better, but it still was not where it needed to be. And so here they are, this group of Americans surrounded by German, not just German infantry, surrounded by German armor, tanks, uh, artillery, heavy weapons, and many, many, many more troops uh, were on the German side than were on the Allied side. And all they could do was endure. There was, they couldn't attack. They couldn't just run out there and overrun the German lines. They didn't have enough people. Their orders were hold this town. So in order to win their portion of the battle, they had to hold the town of Bastogne. But it was against impossible odds. It was without everything that they needed. But in the end, they had to hold it, period. That was, that was it. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt at siege in your life, dealing with the things you have to deal with, uh, whether it's any one of those areas that we mentioned, and you feel like the, the, the siege is on, the enemy's power is greater than your power, and you don't know what to do? And uh, it's an interesting story. Many, many of you probably know the story, but the German commander... He sent a message to the American commander, and uh, in this message, he said something to the effect of, to avoid any more senseless loss of life on your part, but he's talking about on the American's part, to avoid any senseless loss of life, we're going to offer you an honorable surrender. If you put down your arms, if you surrender, you'll be, you'll be well treated, uh, we won't kill you. Uh, just come out and let us take uh, this town of Bastogne and everything will be better. You'll get food, you'll get clothing, you'll get whatever you need, you'll get medicine, uh, anything but ammunition and weapons. But for your personal comfort, for what you need, you'll have whatever you need. Now, I don't know if the Germans would have done that or not, but that's what they were offering. And the commander sent back a note with these representatives of the German commander. And on that note was one word, and that word was nuts. <laughs> well, the Germans had no idea what that meant, and you may not either because it was a kind of a colloquial thing uh, of that time in the 40s. And basically, nuts had a meaning, and that meaning was, uh, we're not going to surrender. Forget about it. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to quit. So you might as well just bring the best you got because we're going to be here. We're not leaving. Now, what is it that we can learn from this? A number of things, but first of all, what were those soldiers doing? They couldn't attack the Germans and have victory. It wouldn't have happened. They just couldn't. What were they doing? They were winning every day of the siege. Every day when the day closed, when, when the next day was ready to begin, because uh, the nights were not exactly easy either. So when they ended that 24-hour period, they were still there. They were miserable. They didn't have what they needed. They hadn't seen any evidence of, of reinforcements. They hadn't seen any kind of victory come into their, uh, to their camp. They still didn't have enough food. They still didn't have enough ammunition. They were still freezing. 
the Germans were sending in artillery. Uh, they would do, it was a wooded area, so they would send in shells that would burst in the air in the tops of the trees. And I mean just splinters and shrapnel and tree branches and all kinds of things were falling on these U.S. troops and they were taking casualties, but at the end of the day, they did not quit. They didn't, they didn't lay down their arms. They said, nuts, we're not quitting. We're going to be here until either we die or you lose. And their mentality wasn't, we're going to die for our country. Their mentality was, you're going to lose. We're going to hold this city. We're going to get reinforced. We have more troops overall than you do, though you may have more in front of us now. But we've got more than you've got. And we are going to hold out and... Our army is going to come and reinforce us, and then we're going to go after you, and we're going to get you. Hallelujah. They would win every day. Now, it didn't look like that uh, they were winning. If you looked at their circumstances every day, it looked like tomorrow was going to be just as bad as today. And for about, uh, I think it was about six days, that was the case where the every day was just as bad as the day before and got worse. And yet... They chose not to quit. They continued to believe in the mission. They continued to believe that they would have victory. They continued to believe in what was behind them as well as uh, who they were and what they had to offer. But they believed more in what was behind them than they did in what was in front of them. Hallelujah. And so this is what I'm talking about. When I say win every day, sometimes we're under siege. Sometimes we want to quit. Uh, Paul says uh, something else I want to note. He says to, um, to Timothy, he's writing to Timothy, and he says in verse uh, 7 uh, of um, chapter 4, verse 7 of chapter 4 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That's what we are called to do. We are called to fight the good fight. We are called to keep the faith. We are called to finish the race. If we can finish the race, if we keep the faith, then we have won today. One more scripture I want to point out, and that's in 1 John chapter 5. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Uh, I think the old King James says, even our faith, and I like that. This scripture kind of came alive to me in a different way not too long ago. And I've always thought about it just from the aspect of aggressive and active faith, which I believe that we need to have. But sometimes there, there's no way to be aggressive. Sometimes we just have to stand. Paul also said, concerning the full armor of God, in Ephesians chapter 6, he said, having done all to stand, you have to stand. Sometimes it's not going to look good. Sometimes it's going to look like uh, we're losing the battle. Sometimes we get to the end of the day, and if we were to look at what's in front of us, alone in terms of the challenges, we'd say we lost. But if we'll go to God, if we'll thank him for what he has done, if we'll remind ourselves that Jesus said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, if we'll remind ourselves that there are more with us than against us, like the prophet uh, Elisha said to his servant when it looked like he was surrounded, but he could see something more. Listen, there is something more than what's in front of you. There's something more than the enemy arrayed against you. There 
there is a God Almighty. There are the angels of God. There is the Holy Spirit. There's the word of God and the promises of God. And so when we get to the day, we need to understand that those things are there. And that's what this scripture is really talking about. He says, we overcome the world. And I and I looked at it this way. It says, whatever's born of God overcomes the world. Listen, I'm born of God. Therefore, I overcome the world. How can I tell? How do I know when it all seems to be going, and I'm not cussing here, I'm just saying this, when it all seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, how do I know that I'm winning? Because I still have faith in God. He says, this is the victory. Not the fact that you got healed. Not the fact that the need was met. Not the fact that things were overcome in the family. That's, that's all going to happen if we trust him. But this is the victory. The fact that we believe. I want you to know if we can get to the end of the day and say, you know what, God? No matter what I've seen today, no matter what the pressure of the day, no matter what the problems came uh, that came to me today, I still stand before you and I declare I am a believer. I am a Christian. I have faith in you. You have not left me. You have not forsaken me. The promises of God are true. Lord, I give you glory and honor and praise, not for what's happened outside, but for who you are inside. Hallelujah. And so uh, I, I believe that God wants us to grab hold of these truths, just like in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, they held Bastogne. <laughs> Hallelujah. Though the German forces never, never overran them. And there's something in that story of when the Germans offered that surrender and the American response that we need to remember. Because why did the Germans offer that surrender? Was it because they just cared about the poor American soldiers? Listen, in that same battle, a group of prisoners had been captured. They were taken to a clearing. They, they uh, pulled a truck up and they unveiled a machine gun and killed all of them just because they didn't want to be bothered. I don't know what they would have done with the soldiers in Bastogne if they had surrendered. But I do know this. The devil is a liar. And when he tells you if you just give up, everything's going to be all right, it's not going to be all right. When we give up on God, then we are opening the door to something far worse than what we're facing at this point. But when we trust God, when we believe God, in the end, we're going to see victory. It may not be the victory you want, may not look like the victory you would like it to look like, but you will, in the end, see victory. And so, as I was thinking about this, why did they offer the terms? Was it because they were so concerned about American lives? I don't believe that for a moment. I'll tell you why they offered terms. It looked like time was running out for the Americans. It looked like the Germans were going to overrun them. And if they didn't surrender right now, the Germans would overrun them. They'd all die. The Germans would win anyway. You might as well give up. But do you know why the Germans offered that uh, surrender? Because they knew that they were the ones running out of time. If they didn't gain access to those roads right now, they were going to lose. They were going to run out of time. Uh, one of the factors in this was that the weather kept the American Air Force on the ground and the weather was going to clear. And once the weather cleared, I want you to know it was all over for the German army uh, because the American Air Force controlled the skies and they destroyed the tanks. They destroyed the soldiers. I mean, there was no way that Germany could win if they didn't get to their objective right now. So that's why they offered the Americans this, this 
magnanimous gesture of, if you just surrender, we know you're running out of time. We don't want to kill you all. So just surrender. Everything will be fine because they knew they had to have those roads. Can I just put that into a spiritual perspective? When the devil puts the most pressure on you to quit, it's because he knows he's very close to losing the battle. Hallelujah. When you feel worst, and listen, I'm not I'm not uh, saying your feelings aren't real. I'm not saying that we don't get down. We do. But when you make a choice to say, you know what? This is the worst it's been. I'm just going to keep trusting God. Lord, you're still with me. Lord, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for all the things you've done in my past. I thank you for saving me. And you know what? If I die in this, I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. And so there's no way that I can lose. So when the devil makes it so hard not to quit, understand you're very close to winning the victory because he's the one running out of time, not you. Hallelujah. Well, if we can win every day when they won the Battle of the Bulge, the result of that was that the German army, this was a battle that for many, uh, many believe, and I believe that it really broke the back of the German army because they put everything they had into this push and it failed. And most of the army that, that was sent into this battle was destroyed. So because, and a big part of it was because this group of soldiers won every day of that siege until the weather broke, until uh, there were reinforcements that came, until they could finally move forward against the enemy and drive them back. I believe that was an, a main reason that the Allies won that battle in World War II, and that battle precipitated really the end. By April of 1945, this was December of 44, by April of 45, just four months later, and it was a long, hard four months, but the German, uh, the German nation surrendered and that part of World War II was over. You're fighting a battle right now. I understand that. There are so many things going on financially. Uh, I can't hardly watch the news anymore because it just so discourages me and makes me angry. Uh, There's so many things personally in your life. There's so many things that we are facing today. And, and sometimes it's hard to look at the future and think that anything good is going to happen. But I want you to know, if we will learn, if we'll begin to develop a habit of getting to the end of the day and saying, thank you, God. You got me through today. I won this part of the siege. I won today. You're still there. You haven't left me. The promises are still true. You're working behind the scenes. And so thank you, God. I won today, and I'm going to win tomorrow. And ultimately, I'm going to win the battle, and eventually, I'm going to win the war. Hallelujah. Let me just quote that scripture again. For whatever is born of God, are you born of God? Then you overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. God bless you. Have a great day in Jesus. We'll try to get back to you a little sooner than we did last time. This podcast is an outreach of Living Word International, a division of Intercession Ministries. If you'd like to contact us, please email livingwordintgreen at gmail.com. That's livingwordintgreene at gmail.com. Have a great day.